0: And welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special reunion minisode. This time, we are discussing Vanderpump Rules, and it has been quite a season
1: it's been quite a season. It was quite a reunion. I'm so glad it was divided into three parts because I don't think I could have sat through three hours of The Shouting.
0: I did. I had to sit through three hours of The Shouting last night because I realised when you texted me and went, so are we going to do Vanderpump Rules reunion tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, uh-huh, yeah. Fuck, I haven't watched any of it. <laughs> And I was also really hungover. So I was like, oh, I'm really hungover. I just want to go to bed at nine. But I thought, no, what I'll do is I'll drink 17 Coke Zeros um, and just watch the whole thing in one sitting, which I did. I already had a headache, so I feel like it was fine. But it was a lot. It was emotionally quite It was emotionally a lot. And
1: I I wonder how much being on quarantine kind of fueled all this as well, because obviously they've all been in their houses for a long period of time. A lot of them... like, took the time to watch the show. Jax didn't, um, which we'll get into later on. But I wonder if, like, watching it and then feeling all the emotions again and then sitting down for the reunion really made it the fiery reunion that we saw.
0: It really was fiery. And, I mean, everybody got really mad at some point. I don't think there was anybody that didn't. We had a lot of tears. I don't think there was anybody that didn't really lose their shit. Apart from Katie was very quiet this reunion, I felt. Like, she seemed, I don't know whether it's growth or whether... The virtual reunion just didn't work for her that much, but she seemed super chill and happy to just sit back and not really say anything. Yeah, I
1: thought it was interesting, like, Lisa getting upset, because we usually don't see Lisa get super emotional, but, like, she had some choice words for Danica and kind of Danica's after-show antics. Um,
0: Yeah, and I think as well we saw quite a lot. I think what we saw as well was a lot of, love in the room. Because we did see people really getting emotional on other people's behalfs. So, you know, we saw people getting emotional for Dana when she talked about her mom, for James when he talked about his recovery. Um, so while there was a lot of shouting, it also felt like there is a family there and there is a love there. And we're in our, this is what, season eight? Yeah. So... Yeah, so, you know, they've been doing this for a while. I mean, obviously, it's not going to look the same next season. No,
1: and I think we should put a caveat to all this. This reunion was obviously filmed before a lot of the stuff has come out about past racist behavior, which now Bravo has put a kibosh on and nixed these people from their lineup. So it'll it'll be a very different Vanderpump Rules next season. We won't see Stassi and Bo's wedding, which is interesting.
0: Oh man, I hadn't even yeah, thought about so that. We, of course we, we won't. won't. see any
1: of that. Um, so it'll be a diff, a different show, you know, next season, which could be better. I mean, maybe it is time to make a real change to this lineup and a change to kind of the shows in general.
0: Well, I think, bro, I think we can trust in Bravo as well, right? They've always been really good at putting characters together and personalities together that make great television. Um, if you're into reality TV. Um, <laughs> which you are, because you're listening so to I, this. <laughs> which, which, yes, exactly. Um, so I don't doubt that they will pull it out of the bag in terms of entertainment value and still creating great TV. Um, but yeah, I thought it was very interesting watching this, uh, knowing that this was before George George Floyd and before the real protests kicked yeah. off. Um Because obviously at this point, when this reunion had been filmed, nothing about Sheena or Kristen had come out, but of course the racist tweets from Max and Brett had come out. And interestingly, they weren't being fired at that point. They were just getting a quick like rap on the knuckles and don't do that again. And I thought it was really interesting to see how pre-George Floyd, we were much more accepting, forgiving of racism because it was, oh, it was ages ago, whatever. Um, But now... I think it goes to show there has been a significant shift in what we're deeming acceptable.
1: Absolutely. I feel there's a zero tolerance policy now and, you know, we see it with um Pete from Below Deck, which we chatted about in the main episode, did something and he's gone and the show's being re-edited. So Bravo is definitely have has now, I would assume, a zero tolerance policy for racist behavior and so it'll be, it'll be different, and I think you're right. It is really interesting to see Lisa was very willing to just be like, they've grown, they've moved on, they don't do this anymore, pre all of this stuff. It'd be interesting to see kind of what she has to say about, because Bravo makes the, made the decision to fire them, not Lisa, and it'd be interesting to see kind of her take on that. We'll have to do some deep dive. Maybe that's a future blog post. On the website, yeah, we could
0: definitely look into that. Um, but while we're talking about Max, let's kick off with Max and Dana and that whole thing yeah. going on, because there was some pretty big bombshells. pretty big bombshells—and the fact that they dated after
1: filming, they got back together and like tried to give yeah, it another they had go. A little dalliance again, they didn't did. They, yeah. they did. Um, yeah, where would, where
0: should we begin? Well, I think interestingly. What I discovered, obviously I started to learn it as the season went on, but at the beginning of the season, I really liked Max. Like, he seemed to be kind of a genuine guy. And when he turned Dana down, I felt like that was done out of a place of self-respect. And, like, you know, she didn't give him the trust that he felt he deserved. And so, you know what? She doesn't get a second chance. I mean, harsh, but respectable. Turns out it wasn't anything to do with that. He just wanted to fuck somebody else. I didn't know that at the time. So I think... Interestingly, this reunion made it very clear quite what a fuckboy Max is.
1: Absolutely, and I think we hear from everybody on how big of a fuckboy he is. I mean, Danek even talked about friends outside of the restaurant industry that he screwed and never called again. There just seems to be a montage of women in a fairly short period of time, which, no judgment, but I will say, if that's what you want to do, then you don't have these fucking bullshit exclusivity talks with a girl.
0: Listen, his exact words were... I didn't mean it like we were exclusive, even though he actually said the right. words, let's be exclusive. Like the guy is just, he just doesn't care. He'll just say anything to get himself either into bed or out of bed, whatever it takes, whatever he wants to do. Um, but the real shocking Bombshell news was that, of course, he's also been stopping Kristen. Ugh! Like,
1: is there anyone she will not have sex with? Listen, I mean, I don't think I so. don't mean to I, slut shame.
0: I honestly don't think so. But I
1: think I think James actually made a really good point. Like, you are saying you are Dana's friend. While they were talking, you slept with him. You knew how much she liked him. Yeah. Didn't matter to you. You decided to do him anyways. The same way she, fu- you know, had sex with Jax while. Him and Stassi were together. Like, it's just gross, man. Like, I lost a lot of respect for Kristen throughout this reunion. There wasn't a lot of respect there, but I just... I agree. I don't know if it's she's just lost and doesn't know who she is, and so she continually makes bad choices. But she's also closer to our age than the rest of the staff is.
0: So I think you nailed it. I think she's completely lost. I think she makes bad choices. I don't think she knows who she is. I think she's incredibly needy and very, very lonely, and I think that she values herself on how men feel about her. And I think that's her that's absolutely yeah. her problem if she if she sleeps with people then that's how she gets value for herself, which is a sad, sad state of affairs and I hope that that changes. That being said, She's shady as fuck with Dana because as Dana says, you and I talked about Max for hours, hours and hours, and you never mentioned that you'd slept with him twice. Don't say that's not lying. That's shady, shady shit. You don't do
1: that. No. No, and honestly, she's an asshole. Like, the whole time when, like, James is talking about, like, his sobriety and whatever, she's essentially calling bullshit on the whole thing. She's just a real dick to a lot of people during this reunion.
0: And to be honest, I don't care how many people she sleeps with. Sleep with a new guy every fucking day. But if you're going to sleep with your friend's guys or your friend's exes and things like that, then at least be fucking honest about it. Don't just, don't not say anything go, well, I didn't lie about it. I mean... Is it that? Just stop being a dick, Kristen. Like, you're the fucking common denominator in all this shit. Like, the girls don't like you. James doesn't like you. Dana doesn't like you. You are the common denominator. Look at your fucking self and sort yourself out. You are nearly 40 fucking years old.
1: Yeah, you need to make a serious life change. And I hope she has. I hope this new boyfriend and her are great together and respectful of each other and all that. But I don't think that happens if you don't do the work.
0: No. And I think she's not in a position to have a healthy relationship until she's done that. She's always going to fuck it up and screw it up because essentially, as soon as any relationship mellows into beyond the honeymoon phase, she starts to question her value because nobody's ripping her pants off every five minutes. So then she goes to somebody else who is going to rip her pants off. So she feels good about herself again. So until she sorts that out, She's just going to be on this perpetual cycle of fucking people over. And it, it's not good for anybody. And I do not blame anybody for cutting ties with her right now.
1: No. And I mean, I, I think especially if you think about Kristen and Stasi's friendship and what it, what it has gone through and what Stasi has forgiven from her. From her. And like, I don't blame Stasi in the least for just being like, I am so done. Like, I can't do yeah. this anymore. It's too emotionally draining. It's just, it's not a friendship. I think any girl who knowingly sleeps with their girlfriend's dudes is not a girl's girl. And until you become a girl's girl, you're not going to have meaningful, deep relationships with other girls because A, they're always going to wonder whether or not you're fucking their dude. And B, like, you don't care enough. You don't care enough about the friendship.
0: No, it's just not how it was. I mean, to this day, I'm shocked that Stacy forgave Kristen in the way that she did. I mean, I, I get that you can only really be pissed off with somebody to a certain extent, you know, and and Jax was being a dick and, you know, it was just too much and she just drew a line under it. And I'm sure that the fact that they were all on a TV show together, yeah. you know, played a part as well. But it still shocks me that she forgave. It's never happened to me. I've got to be honest. I've never no. had a girlfriend... Sleep with a boyfriend of mine, but I would imagine it would take. I can't imagine, I'd just be like, Okay, you know what? We're, we're, we're fine. Like, no, I, I think, think maybe, I'd be maybe done. the damage was done, and maybe it was just that friendship was never going to recover, really, even though they tried to.
1: No, I, I absolutely think you're correct. Um, it's just,
0: yeah, it's dark, dark. shit. <sighs> While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! it's all the extra content that is not only about reality TV,
1: but all the other TV that we happen to be watching.
0: And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves, so there's lots of personal stuff on there too if you wanna get to know us better.
1: So head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine whatever you choose.
0: Um so Max and Dana are no more. Tried it again, didn't quite work out. Kristen drops her bombshell and then Dana and Brett. This is
1: another dude like so disrespectful to pretty much every woman that they have interactions with. Um like I don't I don't I don't even know what to say about him. Like
0: I know he's, he's really despicable. He's one of those really insidious people because he comes across the whole time as like, I'm just so woke and I'm so enlightened. And I, you know, I only eat green veg harvested by, you know, ethical <laughs> unicorns, in Southeast Asia, uh, you know, and you just think, Oh, you're such a twat. And every time, you know, when they did that, like recap of what everybody had been up to in quarantine. You've got like Tom and Katie singing things and he's just doing fucking crunches. I'm like, oh just, yeah. just stop.
1: Stop. Stop with, with like your the
0: bad self. Like, yeah. Stop.
1: Stop trying to be a feminist like a misogynist in feminist clothing. I think that's what we've called him previously. I love that, like, when he was going off the rails about Sheena, Danica stands up to him and is like, no, you're an asshole. Like, you say one thing to her face, you talk shit about her behind her back, that's an asshole. You're not a nice guy.
0: Yeah, and when they talked about the music video thing as well, and he was like, well, maybe violated was a bit dramatic. It's like, you don't fuck around with that word. No! Like, you don't fuck around with the word violated. It's very loaded. It's very accusatory. And if you're going to use it, you better fucking well make damn sure that you felt violated. Because if you didn't, and you're just making somebody look bad, it's not fucking okay. It's
1: definitely not okay. It's so gross. I don't like the way he was talking, like, told other people that he could have totally had sex with her if he wanted to. Like, it's just gross, dude. And Nobody wants to hear that. And was a
0: bad Like... Are we in fucking high school? Yeah. Like, just, he is the, I think he's, like, up there with Ashton from Below Deck for me. Like, he is gross, but he's almost worse than Ashton, because at least Ashton was just a misogynist in in misogynist's clothing. This guy's (laughs) faking it. Do you know what I mean? He's, like, pretending to be something, and then being this awful, awful person, and I can't bear him. Like, he makes my skin crawl. And he's, like, he's the fittest ugly guy I've ever met. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's obviously superficially beautiful, but I've never been so physically repulsed by somebody so beautiful because of their personality.
1: Absolutely. Like, I mean... Not even Max. Like, if you put the two of them together, I would way prefer to have a conversation with Max because at least Max pseudo-owns it or he's just that emotionally unavailable dude. He's not mean. He doesn't go around talking shit about Dana. He doesn't go around talking shit about any of these women. Whereas Brett tries to play like, oh, like, we can be friends and I'm totally talking shit about you to everybody else. Like, he's a he's snake. A bitch. Yeah. He's a
0: bitch. But uh, the thing with Max as well... I Max will just meet the right girl. Like, Max yeah. will just meet the right girl that he just falls head over heels in love with, and he'll they'll get married and have a great family, and he'll be a great guy. Like, I think yeah. that's where I see his trajectory going. In the meantime, he'll just fuck as many women as he wants. Fine, right. knock yourself out. But Brett's never going to be that person. Like, he's never going to – there is because he thinks of himself so highly. Yeah. He's so much better than everybody else. He's so patronizing and condescending that there's nobody in the world that he's ever gonna really deem good enough to be with him. And that's what he does with Sheena. He just puts her down all the time because he just thinks that he's better than her. And it makes me sick.
1: Absolutely. And I'm not a huge Sheena fan, but like nobody deserves that. Like nobody deserves to be treated as a friend sometimes and kind of like lured onto their YouTube channel just to like talk shit in front of millions of people about her like he has just done so many gross despicable things it's it's heinous
0: it is it is it's gross i mean the newbies in general let's wrap them up like danica is going to get a bollocking from lisa we don't know whether she'll be there i mean right i mean lisa's rapidly losing losing stuff so maybe she'll hold on to danica because at least she hasn't been racist as far as we know um but Charlie, let's have a quick chat about Charlie. I mean, let's make it quick, though, because yeah. she's so, fab- she's well, so vapid. She's,
1: just- she's so vapid. She's fucking rude. And when the minute she was like, I almost quit like six times, Parmy's like, I wish you had. Me too. Because you added exactly nothing the to thing. the show whatsoever. Like, not even a, com- a comedic relief or, oh, that girl has never eaten pasta. Like, all of it was dull. All of it sucked. Yeah. You shouldn't have been on the show.
0: No. And while I, you know, while I struggle with Jacks myself, you just need, she just needs to recognize that actually she's just not very good at being on the TV show. Yeah. Like it isn't, like, that's the thing. Maybe she's a great waitress. I don't fucking know. But she's not very good at being on the show. So it it is a different thing. And I'm not saying that we should condone bullying. And if she felt bullied, then of course those feelings yeah. are valid and all of that, let's get that out of the way. But don't just come onto the reunion and start shouting and screaming about, you know, at least have an argument, at least have some experience uh, example. She didn't have anything. She just started. Just at Everybody just whined.
1: Yeah, she just whined about it, and I have no respect for that. Like, if you had a real problem with it, you could have gone to Lisa and changed. Or, and I think you're right. Just because you are cute and you can wait tables, does not mean you're going to be good on a reality show. Some people are not good. I would be terrible at a reality show. I'm not that interesting. I'm way better at podcasting than I am TV. But, um, <laughs> and maybe I that's still debatable. <laughs> But I just think like just because you think you should be doesn't mean you're going to be good at it and that's no. fine but don't whine and make it everybody else's problem that it wasn't an enjoyable experience
0: just I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I think let's let's push the mute button on Charlie. Yeah, we we're don't done. need to talk about her again. Um let's dive into though the Jack's Sandoval breakup.
1: This is a dark one, man. And and dark. I think I
0: th- I think a big
1: problem with Jax is that he doesn't watch the show because we talk a lot about people who watch the show and really like, oh shit, I do that. Like I need to do some self-realization and fix some things about me. Jax knows he needs to fix some shit, but I don't think he understands the extent because he comes on to these reunions and acts fucking blown away by the irritation that people have. And it's just like, because this is the same shit. It's the same shit every single season. The same things well, that you needed to work on in season one, you still need to work on in season eight. Watch the show. If you don't know, watch the show. It will show you what you need thing. to work on.
0: He has a gift. He has a privilege of being able to look back over this stuff from a from a third-party perspective, essentially, with hindsight, and see how everybody felt and see how everybody reacted. Nobody else gets that. Yeah. We don't get that. We just have to do the fucking work ourselves and, like, empathize and shit which you know we know Jax isn't great at he doesn't even have to empathize he actually has like a, a whole blueprint of how everything went he can be taught and he's not making the most of it and so I fully get it when everybody's like season 8 he's a work in progress you're always a fucking work in progress at some point you own your shit you deal with it you do better and you move the fuck on absolutely and I think all of these people deeply care about him Sandoval yeah.
1: is his real friend and really cares about him. But but it's almost like the Stassi and Kristen thing. Sometimes there's, it's just enough. And a line has to be drawn. And if they don't get it anymore, it's not your problem anymore. And I feel like that's where everybody is with Jax. I mean, poor Brittany is going to be there. She's made a vow to be with him. And I think Brittany can see some good in him. But I think she needs to be a little bit more honest as well. And recognize that, like... The dude that he was when he proposed, like the guy that she, you know, was really into, the nice guy who was like there for everybody, is who he can be, but he really needs to do a lot of work to get there.
0: Well, and I feel a little bit like she needs to do a bit of a Raquel on him. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I feel like she is enabling it. She says, oh, you know, well, when we're on our own, I shout and scream at him and I, I do all of that. Like, that's fine, but actually I think... She needs to be fairly consistent in her condemnation of his terrible behavior because I get that she wants to do this like Southern good wife thing where she's always on his side and she always backs him up. And I appreciate that. But at the same time, there comes a point where somebody is behaving really badly and hurting everybody around. Just like Kristen, he's the common denominator. Mm -hmm. And at some point, it's only going to take the person closest to him to really go you know what you need to fucking sort this shit out.
1: And in my opinion that's what the southern wives do. They back you up in public. They you know they're your wife. I will always stand by your side, but in private they're like you need to get your fucking shit together because this is not yeah. going to fly. I'm not going to put up with it. I'm not putting it up with my kids. Like this is the shit you need to do, and we can go together. Like we, because obviously there has to be issues in their relationship as well. Like yeah, someone of cannot they does. act of they does. that badly and not have it carry over in the French, the relationship. And we see Brittany see that in the season. Like you take a lot of shit out on me. That's not my fault, and it's not okay. So part of me wonders if, like, she can get him to go to therapy that way. Like, we need to work on this stuff in our relationship, and obviously that's going to bring up a whole lot of stuff that he needs to work on. Um,
0: I just wondered, I just very much got the impression that she's not particularly happy right now. Like, I feel like she is very much on her own because, of course, everybody's abandoned Jax, and because she supports him to their face they've kind of abandoned her too, and they've just left them to go and be a couple. And actually, I think Britney needs a ton more support from her friends than she's getting. But it's very difficult for her to ask because doing so kind of admits defeat to a certain extent, and she doesn't want to do that. So I feel like she's in a rock and a hard place. I want her friends to recognize that Britney needs more support. Um, And I think, I mean, I just don't think Jack's as well. There seems to be, he's always been... Like an arrogant, selfish twat. We know that, but there does seem to be something off about him.
1: And how could there not be? I mean, realistically, looking at all the trauma that he's just had in a very short period of time—with his father dying, his mother essentially like not having a relationship with either of you know either of his parents—a yeah. wedding, this fallout with his friends—like he's got a lot of traumatic events. There's no way. There's nothing wrong with him. There's yeah, no way. I and I totally get like Brittany's kind of hardship on like not wanting to, you know, admit the guilt. Right. Or like if she goes to her friends, then she's betraying Jax. But I will say we saw her step out without him a lot more this season than we have on any other previous season. And she is doing things on her own. And I think that's really healthy. And I think you're absolutely right. She needs more support from the girls. She's going to go and do things with the girls. And you know, really let, give him that time that he needs to focus on himself, and but not be dragged down with him. Like his yeah, problems are feel, not her problems.
0: That's kind of how I feel it is. I think Brittany is a fixer. I think she just wants to be kind and make everybody feel good and happy. And I, you know, she's the typical, you just want to say to his, happiness is not your responsibility. It yeah. just isn't. And, and, you might be married to him but nobody else's happiness is your responsibility i mean don't go out of your way to be a cunt to people but like yeah. you can't, if somebody's miserable you can't make it better um and i think that's the point that she needs to get to she can't work secretly behind the scenes to try and fix jacks and then come out and say everything's fine because she's not getting the help that she needs and and i do worry about her and you know jacks is a pain in the ass but he doesn't seem well to me. No. And, um, he feels jittery. He feels like he's not holding thoughts together. Do you know, it's kind of yeah. not, it just feels a bit manic. And and I, yeah, and it worried me. And I feel for Sandoval. He's so emotional. And I genuinely believe he loves Jax. Absolutely. He loves him like a brother. There's no doubt. And I think that, the anger and the pain we see in Tom is real. I mean, don't get, he's the most patronizing person on the planet. Like, the <laughs> most patronizing person. Him and
1: Ariana, like there was a point where I was like, all right, you need to stop. Like,
0: yeah. like when at one point he just said, he said something like, I just want you to better yourself. It's like, dude, come on. Like, yeah, it's not helpful. You're smug. You're entitled. You are patronizing. But I do think everything comes from a place of love with Sandoval. Um, and I just think he can't, I just don't think he can, it just doesn't understand it. It no. just doesn't compute for him. Uh, and I felt for him when they're talking about his best man at Jax's wedding, because he fucking nailed it. And he did that with love, like real love. He wanted yeah. to make this day perfect. And he felt like he, and I think he did 150% because of the fight that had happened before. And I think he wanted to make it good. And then for Jax to just turn around and say, he's just a really good actor. I mean, Jax yeah. knows that's not fucking true.
1: No. And, I mean, Jax can be really cutting. Like, yeah. that would hurt. Like, if your supposed best friend of, like, 20 years says this to you, that, like, your intentions are not honorable and you're doing it all for the show, like, fuck you, man. Like, that's not cool. It's not cool to say. Um, I understand, like, Ariana's frustration with the whole situation. I don't think she necessarily helps matters.
0: No. I think Tom and Ariana are perfect for each other. Yeah. But they're not a very likable couple.
1: No. They're not. I mean, Tom and Katie have their issues, but ultimately they're likable. Like, you know, they care yeah. about each other. They care about other people occasionally. But sometimes I just feel like Ariana and Tom would rather just be the two of them.
0: Forever and ever, amen. Like, I agree. I think that's yeah. exactly it. They, You know, they they have a touch of the we're better than everybody we're more enlightened than everybody else and that's never attractive nobody's ever warming to that um and obviously Ariana's struggling with mental health as well so there's a lot going on but I do think that Tom Sandoval has a tendency to come across as kind of self-righteous and smug and I think that's what wound Jack's up with the preacher you know I understood that I think Tom handled it badly um but I don't know if these guys will come back from it.
1: I don't know. I mean, well, we don't know if Jax will be the next one to be fired from the show anyways because of past racist behaviors. Oh, yeah, very behaviors. he might be. Um, so we'll see. I mean, again, it'll be a whole different show um, next season. But, you know, who we will see is James Kennedy because he is kicking ass at sobriety.
0: I literally just got goosebumps. At the beginning of this season... I honestly couldn't stand James. Yeah. I couldn't stand to look at him. By the end of this season, like, I want to hug him, take him into my house, make sure he's clothed and fed and looked after. I want to give him hot meals. I just want him to be okay. He is so sweet sober.
1: A hundred percent. He is a completely different person. Lisa's giving him, giving him back. See you next Tuesday. So like everything is going right in the world with him. I, I love sober James. I love his dealings with Raquel when he's sober. I think he's super respectful. Um, I still feel the jury's out on whether or not like they will end up together, but, um, I give her a lot of credit for standing up to him and really drawing a hard line with him and being like, if you drink, we're done.
0: I have to say, I didn't think much of Raquel at all, but I actually think that this is going to work. I think she's exactly what he needs. She's got more hotspur than we give her credit for. Um, and I, I think that Weirdly, I think that's going to work. Interesting. We'll see. I think that might be our wedding. Next year. <laughs> heard it here first.
1: Yeah, We're we'll see it about it that. First. I mean, the only people that James is still not nice to is Kristen because when he was talking, like when he got really emotional about his sobriety and what it's taken to
0: get him there, she was just being an asshole. No, she couldn't even oh. throw him a fucking bone. She couldn't throw him the tiniest of little scrappy no. bones. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't she couldn't dig deep to just say one nice thing. No. Um I I I agree. I think you can be sober and you can work the steps, but there's no cure for cunt and Kristen's just a cunt and there's Absolutely. nothing you can do about that.
1: And he doesn't need to be nice to her about that because she is hideous. I do she like is. how James and Lala have kind of come together in this sobriety as well and repaired their relationship and James repairing the relationship with Randall I think went a long way even though he did do that 50 cent meme and kind of fuck it up a little bit he's but recovered owned it, from that owned it apologized owned it.
0: got straight on it Randall is rapidly becoming the sexiest man on TV for me like like uh, yeah. I don't care what anybody says I fully see it with Randall fully see it
1: absolutely I totally get why Lala and Randall are together like he's, he's such
0: sexy a sexy ass
1: and he's balanced like he's not immature yes. he's not Stupid, like he's a smart, funny, rich. empathetic, <laughs> rich dude. And you know, I I liked a I kind of like him more for his reticence to come on the show and like not and really want to be entangled to it with be, it.
0: For her, like I agree. He's ace. Um, and I think La I thought it was really interesting chat that we had with La La this this episode, this reunion as well, because I love La La, always have, always will. And I think. We definitely saw nasty sides to her. We definitely saw her be really cutting and and bullying when she, you know, when she's talking to Raquel at Katie's wine party, that wasn't cool. It felt uncomfortable at the time to watch. And I think Lala made a really interesting point that warrants kind of a bit of a discussion because I loved when she said, look, I think part of me thought that getting sober was the thing that was going to change me. And of course it has, it's made huge, but that's not all it takes. Yeah, You still have to do, you can't just stop drinking. You still have to do the work. You have to do the steps. You have to work the program every day. You have to do whatever it is to make you a better person. And and just getting sober is a great fucking start, but actually there's more to it. And I think that, it's a really interesting journey that we're seeing her on. And she owned it and apologized as well, but there were definitely some pretty uncomfortable moments with her this season.
1: Well, and I think it's interesting because I feel like she maybe felt like alcohol was making her the asshole when actually she was yeah. just being an asshole. It, it had nothing to do <laughs> with the alcohol. And now that the alcohol not there, she's now kind of having to really examine when she's being an asshole and what she needs to do instead. And one thing I, I really like about her is that she does take ownership of her being an asshole. Like, she apologized to everybody for the things that she said. They weren't coming from a good place. I mean, you know, we can't forget that she also lost her father, too. Like, there have been a lot of parents passing for this group, and, I, you know, I think you're right about her being sober as kind of the first step, but now she's going to have to deal with, you know all those feelings that she's been numbing for ages. And I think it's an interesting kind of pairing that we see kind of James newly sober and dealing with the yeah. newly stuff. And we see Lala's got 18 months, so she's a bit more advanced. And now she's kind of dealing with, well, who, I'm done with drinking, but now I actually have to deal with those behaviors that aren't attributed to drinking. And I think yeah, it's an interesting- the ones that are left over. Yeah, it's interesting to watch and see her navigate-
0: and I think you see that a lot in with kind of addicts and people in recovery the one thing that they generally if they're successful in recovery is they recognize the importance and the need to own their shit and I think we see that with James it's the first thing like he says sorry he owns what he's done Lala's doing the same you know we're not seeing that with Jax we're not seeing no. it with Kristen because they're not as they're not on that journey they haven't figured that shit out and, and it's really interesting to see how we react to people on TV when they do take ownership and how we react to people on TV when they don't because it's very clear-cut. Like, Jax and Kristen are not popular characters. No. Lala and James are, even though they've all done shit stuff. Absolutely. It's really, really interesting. And because Jax isn't watching it, he doesn't fucking see it. But Kristen's watching it, she's seeing it, and she still doesn't get yeah, it. Yeah,
1: she just doesn't care.
0: She doesn't give a shit. No. Um, And then we've also got the Witches of WeHo.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this triad of relationship is over. And probably for the things that we've already talked about, like the lack of growth, the lack of ownership over one's behavior, the lack of change in one's behavior. Like, I think that friendship is just done. And... On the one hand, I'd say that's sad. But on the other hand, I don't think it's sad when people end relationships based on boundaries that they have to put in place for themselves.
0: Yeah, you end bad relationships for good reasons. And right. I think that's what's happened here. You know, Stacy and Katie had to put boundaries in. Um, I mean, I imagine that Stacy and Kristen are probably talking again right now. They're probably the, the only friends each other's got right now at the moment. Oh, uh, yeah. That's dark. Um But, you know, I think Katie, this was the one time we heard Katie speak on the reunion. She just, and she, I thought she spoke really eloquently. She didn't get mad. I felt like there was a real sadness there at the loss of the friendship with Kristen. Um, And I think, I think we had a little bit of accountability from Kristen. I can't quite remember because obviously, I mean, yeah, never, ever happened. But there was definitely a point where Kristen sort of said, yeah, I understand why they got frustrated. Right. Um, Watching it back, I understand, but...
1: And she misses them. To kind but, of, and yeah. she
0: misses them, but that's not reason enough. Like, you have to want to go back because you know you're fucked up and you want to make it right, not just because yeah. you want your mates back. Absolutely. Um, because you're a bit lonely. Um, well, and I think
1: Lisa sums all of that up, is this, they all need to make a fucking effort. Like, if you miss them... And you want them back in your life then you need to make an effort to change. You can't just sit yeah. there and do the same old shit all the time and expect people to come back. Like that's not how it works. And
0: no, and Kristen keeps doing it. Yeah. Like she keeps f- fucking them over one way or the other. She's exhausting. It's all take 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 with Kristen and I think everybody's just naturally got to a point where they can't be Yeah. They've got more important fucking shit to do. And I think you
1: know, if Jax is on next season, which I doubt he will be, he needs to look at Kristen as kind of like a cautionary tale. Like she pushed him away and she pushed all her friends away again and again and again, treating them like shit, you know, wallowing in her own self unawareness. If you don't make a change, Jax, you're going to be the Kristen.
0: He is, and and the sad thing is, at least Kristen was on her own, she's not dragging anybody down, right. but Jax will have to take Britney down, because if Jax is fired from the show, I can't see how Brittany is going to be able to continue. I mean, it feels, I feel bad for, for Britney, yeah. but I can't imagine that she can continue as well. Like, you know, it would still be, Jax is still benefiting from the show at right. that point, and I think... Um, I don't think she'd no, do no. it
1: without him anyways. I think she's very no, kind of loyal that would. way. Like and I mean not like a loyal that is a positive loyalty. I don't I don't know what the other word for it is. Like blind I, yeah, faith. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like blind loyalty. Is, like I kind of worry about these guys as well. They've all bought these expensive houses. Yeah. Like, beyond Vanderpump rules, they're actually just fucking waiters and waitresses. Yeah, I mean Stasi had a I lot mean, of Stassi's other stuff go going up. on,
1: but that's all been dropped. But her book has been happen. dropped. The podcast, Kristen's drop has been yeah. booked.
0: There's no uh, has been dropped. There's no marketing. There's no sales. The publisher's dropped her. So that book was launching, like now. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know what Bo does, but hopefully he's he hopefully does casting.
1: He, he, I mean, I think Bo's okay. Like Bo does TV casting. So this yeah. is not his, like, main source of income or who he well, wanted to he be. maybe he can get Stasi a new job. Maybe, but, I mean, you know, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. To, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them um, and happens just to everybody in general. Like, I, I hope yeah. this is just a big wake-up call and everybody really takes this seriously and takes time to work on themselves because what Stassi and Kristen did is really, really despicable. Like...
0: I mean, it wasn't it's, it's just racist really tweets
1: bad. from ten years no. ago, like it was a dark they called
0: the polite yeah
1: directed thing at you know faith, who was kind of the last person of color that I remember being on the show.
0: it's dark, it's really bad and and there's no doubt in my mind that Bravo have done the right thing, they absolutely deserve to get fired, and you know I'm not when I say it I, you know I hope. I'm not worried about, and they'll f- they have to yeah. figure their shit out. But I think, like you say, it has to be a wake-up call because this isn't real fucking life. Yeah. And just like that, you're dropped. And all of a sudden, you've got to stand on your own two feet without Bravo behind you. Right. Um
1: And actually, have to work a little bit harder because of the reason that, you know, a the reason hard. that you yeah, left. Like, like shit ton harder. Yeah.
0: I have no doubt that Stassi will come back. I have no doubt that she will do the work, she'll yeah. graft, she'll make it right. I have no doubt, because I, as much as I believe that she deserves the consequences for her actions, I also believe that she deserves a chance to learn, grow, and be, and do better. Well, I don't think we could write her off
1: completely. No, because we have seen her change. We have seen yeah. her grow personally just through these seasons. Kristen, we haven't. I'm not losing no. over any sleep over Kristen, but I think Stassi no. will do the work and change and... I believe deep down she realizes the bullshit that she did.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree and and I'm she's a grafter and I believe that she'll do the right thing and figure some shit out. Um but Jax and Kristen, you know, I'm just starting to wonder that the eldest of the cast, I just don't know how w- much they want to change.
1: Yeah. I mean, from what we've seen, none. No. So
0: even even Andy's like, "Dude, like this is my job, like I'm not getting at you, I'm just saying, yeah, you know, it's a very weird, just also just watch thing. the fucking show. It should be in their contract that yeah. they have to watch the show. well, I'm I would agree that it's not like how can you talk
1: intelligently at the reunion or anything about what's been going on if you have no idea, like yeah, you know I, your life, you know you're part of it, but you don't know the reactions of your rage texting
0: or anything like that. I was genuinely. Shook when I found out he didn't watch the show I mean I just thought how do you how can you have all those hours of footage out across the whole world yeah of you and not have any inclination to see how that plays out yeah or curiosity
1: like how did I come off then like or how can I be better it's just it's not in his lexicon it's not in his brain that he needs to be better or change and until that happens like that's it
0: yeah Anyway, if we missed anything. I think we're
1: pretty good. I mean, we could touch on, you know, really quickly, the whole Lisa and Danica thing. I think these people need to be very careful about what they say about their boss on after shows. (laughs) Because while I think Lisa took something different than what Danica actually said, Danica just said that they fantasize about each other and it's a little bit weird. Fair enough. But I think... All true. Yeah. I also think Danica does need to keep in mind that like Lisa does have kids and a husband of, you know, many years. Personally, I don't think Ken was that bothered by it. Like <laughs> no, I don't think this was going to ruin their relationship. I think Lisa took it a bit a bit too far, but I think, you know,
0: it's always Well, I think good it's a be boundary aware. thing as well, right? Yeah. She's your boss. So you just don't you just don't talk about her. Just don't make like sex that. jokes. Just don't make sex jokes about your boss on television shows. Yeah. I mean, Come on, Danica. You know better than that. Oh, my but God. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah. I don't think she's going to be back. I just don't think no. Lisa likes her. I don't think she's warm to her. I think she's given her a chance to grow. It's not really happened. I think Lisa won't lose a wink of sleep over firing Danica. No. So that brings us to the end
1: of Vanderpump Rules reunion. Um, like we've said numerous times, it'll be a very different show next season. I think we're here for it. And uh, hope you enjoyed the reunion recap.
0: Yes, I hope you did too. Remember, uh, rate and review, rate and review, rate and review. If you can, go to iTunes and hit that rate and review button. And it really means the world to us, and it's the one thing that helps us get out there. The other thing, of course, is that we're still on Patreon, so if you are enjoying the content and you come back to us every week for your da- weekly dose of reality TV news and analytics, Ooh. then, um, you know, we like to dissect some shit on this show. We do. Um, then we'd be very grateful if you can spare a little bit of cash right now. Um, But if you can't, then rating and reviewing us is free. So please go and do that.
1: Yep, do it.
0: Uh, And so have a great week. Enjoy your TV. And remember, smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.